0: Hello, happy Monday, and welcome back to the Your Soulful Goddess podcast, Beautiful Soul. My name is Safa. I am your host, and this podcast is all about getting curious about the many ways in which we can heal, grow, and fully step into our true potential and power. And if you're a longtime listener, You probably noticed that there was no episode last Monday, and this is because I've been hard at work putting together my latest program, Intuitive Awakening, which I'm so thrilled and excited to share with you. This is the kind of program that I wish would have been available to me decades ago when I was finally giving myself free reign and complete permission to relish and understand explore and learn from my intuition. So I'm super, super excited and I've just been taking a lot of time to put all the things together because the course comes with a really good guide, complete with exercises and just questions and activities and things that you can do, not just during the course, but afterward to really increase your intuitive awareness and really fine tune your sense of inner knowing, as well as an extra meditation. And of course, there's going to be videos. And really, this is the only time I'm hosting this course live, meaning this is the only time you will get to hang out with me via Zoom for three 3 days that's going to be May 7th, 8th and 9th so that you can ask all the questions about the things that we talk about on the course, etc. And after that it's it's just going to be self-paced. So really if you haven't gotten a chance to sign up yet, like if you follow me on Instagram and you've been seeing all the details but haven't gotten around to it or even if it's your first time hearing about this, you still have time to sign Up. And trust me, it's a course you don't want to miss out on. There is so much misinformation, misunderstanding, and just sort of a veil of what in the world when it comes to intuition that it really merits our observation and. A lot of curiosity, yes, but a lot of self-introspectiveness around this particular subject. Why? Because a lot of times, the things that we have associated with having an intuitive calling, an intuitive moment, an inner knowing of sorts can be a little bit more tethered to things such as our ego, our fear, our feelings, our emotions, our instinct. Oh gosh, there's there's just so much richness to it. And getting clear on how that intuition shows up for you in your own world, in your life, in your body, that's a unique journey all on its own. So if you've really been feeling indecisive and if you feel like you're stuck in situations in your life where you're just walking on eggshells constantly, if you keep questioning the decisions that you're making, and even if you feel very dogged about making a decision because this is what feels quote unquote right to you and you just quote unquote know that this is the path to go down, but it also seems that everything else in your world is petering off or coming to a stagnant space or even crumbling to pieces. These are all signs that maybe you're not listening to your intuition so much, and it's an invitation for you to get curious as to how to actually show up for yourself in power. And awareness to tap into that intuition in such a way that you can make proactive decisions. Walk away from things that are not serving you, especially when they're so toxic that they may be even fooling you into thinking that you need them. Release any sense of heaviness around choices gain confidence, and just so, so much more. This is also really good for you if you are an empath or an HSP or both, (laughs) because especially for us, the way in which our intuition shows up can be just so coupled with so many other things you know gaining clarity around it and really distinguishing it and harnessing it and growing it and allowing it to become a tool for self-empowerment and growth allows us to live thriving lives that we can claim as our own it really gives us the distinction between oh life is happening to me versus nope life is happening for me but anyway i could go on and on and on about this because i'm just so so excited and the women that are a part of the course already are just spectacular souls so i just i can't wait In any case, I want to offer that invitation or extend that invitation to you so that you can join me as we go through this wonderful journey of intuitive awakening. And like I said, registration, you can actually find the details on my Instagram and that is at your soulful goddess. The link is right there. Doors for registration and that cart, that beautiful shopping cart closes on the 7th early morning. May 7th, early morning, because the course kicks off May 7th at 6 p.m. via Zoom, and then we see each other on the 8th and the 9th at 6 p.m., and just exchange all the beautiful knowledge that this course has to offer, get to ask questions, and interact with other wonderful women, etc., etc. Now, in case you're thinking, oh, well, those days don't work for me, and so on, don't worry, I am going to have replays available for you, and you're going to have access to those very easily. And if you just have questions or are curious about it, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram or just email me info at com. This is just the first of many wonderful things that I am bringing to the table for you that, oh, Really, I can't tell you how exciting this is. I'm, I'm really on the edge of my seat here just getting ready to tell you, but also knowing I can't quite tell you all the details yet. But I, what I can tell you is that there are so many wonderful things coming your way to help you live a life that you can relish, where you can tune into your wild self, your powerful feminine essence, and really gain quality of life to help you become the woman you were always meant to be. So stay tuned for so much on that. Don't miss out on this chance now. I do have a beautiful interview for you today and my guest, I just absolutely relish her company. She is one of a kind and what I can tell you is that while I have experienced sound baths, probably the way that a lot of us have, you know, in an open setting where there's a bunch of singing bowls and you just lie down and it's almost like a shavasana and you just let that vibrational energy pour over you. This was completely different. I was blown away. I wasn't expecting it at all. And Katish, who is my guest, oh, she just has such a beautiful way of explaining everything and showing up for you and holding space in just the most healing and attuned way. So yeah, I can't wait to share this interview with you, but let me tell you a little bit about my guest first. Katish Hartfield is a crystalline sound alchemist, which means she uses crystalline sound, you know, crystals, singing bowls, and Kashi chimes, and vibrational aromatherapy, color therapy, and voice to heal the subtle body energies, the etheric body, astral body, mental body, and the casual body. Like I said, from personal experience, I can tell you that her sessions are truly transformative and I'm just going to let her explain more about what she does. Here is the beautiful Katish. Oh, and before we hop right in, I will give you a little disclaimer. Zoom has been a little finicky with me for this podcast season. The audio hasn't been exactly what I wanted it to be, but the interviews are always more than worth it. So just hang in there, stay tuned, and believe me, you're going to relish this interview. Katish, welcome to the Your Soulful Goddess podcast. I'm so thrilled you were able to take the time to talk with me today. How are you doing?
1: I'm really great. Thanks, Safa. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Well, you are here to talk about one of my like, favorite topics in the whole world. But before we get into the nitty gritty, why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do?
1: Sure. and So I call myself a crystalline sound alchemist. So there's quite a few terms within that made up mumbo jumbo term, and that is uh, a few elements. One is um, alchemist. So alchemy is the art of transforming. Mm -hmm. And I use crystalline sound. So that is energy from a crystal singing bowl and some other instruments as well, mostly a koshi chime and a shaker along with color therapy and aromatherapy Mm -hmm. to create transformation in people's lives so it's energy transformation or energy healing through sound
0: beautiful yes and i'm actually curious to learn from you how you got here where you discovered that connection to the vibration Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about that that would be fantastic
1: Yeah, sure. It's a really uh, weird and wacky journey. I think that um, a lot of people tend to find that they end up in careers that they had no idea that they would end up. So I'm 45 turning 46 this year and I started my life out as a management consultant. So nothing to do with sound or healing or anything like that. And I always thought I was going to grow up and be the CEO of a company. Um, so, but I quickly... I fell out of love with the corporate world Um, Mm. so I did a bachelor's degree in marketing at uni and then went straight on to a master's degree and when I was uh, 21 I finished and I was like right um, what shall I do now so I applied for all the graduate recruitment schemes and got into none and then finally I got into um, a management consultancy which was um, famous for its grad recruitment program and I was whipped off into their change management program and I hated that Mm -hmm. and I got myself out of that because change management is all about communications but back in those days it ended up being that you would be writing documentation training manuals Mm -hmm. for computer programs for SAP installation and it was like so boring it's not funny it had nothing to do with what I studied at uni I was like ah get me out of here So I changed across into e-commerce and that was like, okay, yeah, this is more cool. I like this. I like the internet. And remembering we're talking back in 1997 now. So um, you couldn't even get the internet on your mobile phone back then. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) So um, I was kind of, I did that for a couple of years and I was like, you know what, This, this is not me. I don't like the way they treat people. I don't like the way they treat clients and I don't like the way clients treat you. It's fun. It's long hours and work, but I need to find something else. Mm -hmm. And so since then, it's been a process of finding something else, finding something else, finding something else, finding something else. And I think I'm the queen of the pivot. Uh, Most people that I know that I went to uni with have stuck with the career of marketing. And, you know, like they're the head of a, a news corporation now or they've launched their own global business or... Whatever it is, and I just I never found what it was that I was really like I was good at it, but it would just mm-hmm. I got bored really quickly. Um, I guess the the closest to where I am now started about six years ago when I got into essential oils. Mm, yeah, and I guess that's the first sensory thing that started to open up my world. So it was something that I could naturally talk about. I was really fascinated by it, mm-hmm. and it was something that I'd been interested. At a dabbling level for a long time, and I sort of deep dove into that for for nearly six years now. And when once you really start opening up one sensory aspect in your life, the rest just has to implode mm-hmm. and open up as well. So as soon, it, when you start focusing on one aspect in which you view the world as a human, and as humans, we we are sensory beings. That's how we know to experience the world. And once you start opening up your mind um, through The olfactory system your olfactory system links to your limbic system and as soon as you start working with your limbic system you start creating emotional change in your life once I got into the emotional change I started unlocking different perceptives on life and you know unlocking and uncoding different memories and Mm -hmm. from there it's just been still more of a pivot more of a pivot more of a pivot and it wasn't until uh, last year when we were all hit with lockdown that I was kind of like okay um, right. What do I what What am I going to do this year? And the answer was I'm not sure. And I was like, okay, well, this seems like the perfect year not to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all at home, and uh, let's not be sure together. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything that you know I did prior. So I just um, started to study, and I spent the year studying, and I enrolled myself in a. a a sound healing course from uh, quite a well-known um, training centre in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and I was able to go, and here in Australia we really haven't had terrible lockdowns for a very short period of time, but I was able to go and get myself a set of crystal singing bowls and study the science of of sound. Uh, I got to the end of that practitioner's course and I, uh, I was ready to start uh, deciding it you know, the next step to it was a, a 12-month therapy course. So mm-hmm. then you got into the case studies, one-on-one sound healing, where you were like a massage therapist in that you put a crystal singing bowl over various sections of the body. You learned yeah. the science of the harmonies and the frequencies and you would create physical change in the body. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is not right. This is kind of right, but not really right. There's something else that I need to do here. Mm -hmm. And that's when I sort of really took a step back and thought, okay, the reason why this is not feeling right is because I've just spent in this five years where I was uh, working with essential oils, helping women intensively for two years with perimenopause and menopause Mm -hmm. and teaching them about the body and how it changes with middle age and unlocking the hormonal changes uh, through the limbic system and the, you know, obviously the all of the other systems in the body that change. And it was like, all I've done for the last two years is help people with physical symptoms, and that, whilst incredibly satisfying, was not the real source of it. And I was like, yeah. the real source of this, and I always have known, is that there is a spiritual cause for every physical symptom. And I, I've got to that point in my life where I want to stop beating around the bush and I just want to go straight to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, who do you think you are? Yeah, sure. um, I was like, right, that's it. I no longer deal with the physical. I'm going straight to the spiritual. <laughs> I'm sort of like just cut, cut that line in the sand. I'm like, right, this is what we're doing. And then so that's what I've done ever since. I've, I've just worked in the spiritual and it's been mind-blowing because it's like, yes, this is it. This mm-hmm. is exactly what I'm here to do. And mm-hmm. guess what? I'm actually really bloody good at it. This is surprising. This is great. And it, this is most satisfying because um, through the thing that most people would find the most difficult, like it's hard to get a non-believer of essential oils to believe in essential oils to, sure, to sure. you know, at the basic level, but to get somebody who doesn't believe that a crystal singing bowl is going to work spiritually, <laughs> yeah. that's even bigger, I believe. But I was like, No, this is more exciting than that. I'm good for this big mental leap for people. And what I've seen through using the crystal singing bowl with the aromatherapy and the colour therapy is that the the changes are whatever the person needs. So I know that they will receive spiritual changes through the release in the etheric body of energies, Mm -hmm. but that may be for them initially presented as geez I had the best night's sleep I've ever had and I'll be like that's great but actually I'm like yeah there's actually more stuff happening but <laughs> if sleep is great that's start with sleep that's perfect you can't be your best self unless you've had a good night's sleep but I know that it's working at a much bigger level for them and that oh. the singing bowls work with you and your mind at the level that you are at now so it delivers mm-hmm. the perfect dose of whatever you need
0: and I can get out of my yeah. way
1: of being a human and just let the balls do their their work. That's the fun part about it,
0: one thousand percent. oh my gosh. So firstly, thank you so much for sharing that availability of the pivot because I do believe it weighs heavy on all our collective shoulders you know, that idea that things have to be figured out almost immediately post high school. And then also that we have to, and I use the word specifically on purpose because it has such a like heavy energetic field around it, that we have to fit into this box. And that once we choose what we're going to do with our lives, that's it, it has to work for the rest of our lives. And that is the end of things. And we have to fit into that mold and we have to adapt. And if we don't, then, you know, we we are perceived as flaky or unreliable or crazy or whatever. And the truth of the matter is, at least in my experience, not just in my life, but working with clients one-on-one and as well as with groups, that really tapping into the expansive nature of life and of creation means moving through aspects of retraction and then expansion and then fluid movement, which means that we all go through changes in our lives. For some of us, that means hey today i wake up and i'm really good at teaching and tomorrow i'm going to focus on painting and you know and so i think that giving availability for that flux which is very much deeply tapped and deeply rooted into the divine feminine and a subject that has come up so much this season on the show that it just changes everything once you actually lean into it and allow it It just changes everything. And I want to honor it because I would love for people to know that it's okay. It's okay if you feel from your soul and your core and your heart and your being that maybe that thing or person or whatever you thought was going to really be it forever suddenly wasn't. There is a sense of grief that comes along with that for some of us or for maybe most of us because it does feel daunting and it feels a little like, well, why in the world would I even want to shift this? This is working. This is a proven formula, not just for myself, but for other people and I have to follow this path and there's rules and there's maps and there's all of this stuff. But the truth of the matter is that giving yourself the availability to shift and pivot and i love that word so thank you for using it to really adapt and change and be fluid and give yourself the room to say hey my soul feels so out of alignment with this already that this is painful on a soul based level, you know, we tend to fear mental, physical and emotional pain quite a fair bit. And in fact, we go out of our ways to experience it to the point where even leaning into and going through the pain so that things don't get stuck in our bodies is a concept that is super, super foreign to most of us. So if you are in a place and a position in your life right now today where something needs to change and you need to shift and pivot, even though it may be scary, I highly encourage you to listen to that inner knowing, tap into your soul, tap into your heart of hearts, and know that that transition that movement that flux that flow that adaptability and that pivot are there for you for a reason which is another thing that you said and i really want to echo it back because it's that sense of something just isn't right here you know something isn't fulfilling my true soul about this and once you actually open up to the change And it might take you several iterations. I know it sure took me several, right? And I'm sure Mm. it's going to take me a few more to go even deeper as I grow and develop even more so that it really does make a tremendous difference and a tremendous impact because then you are able to feel and step into that purpose with power. You know, like me, anytime I get off a... uh, one on one call, or when we finish group session, or whenever we're just done with any of the uh, any of the things that I can offer my clients, I get a full sense of completion, you know, I get a sense of, Mm. oh, I can breathe, this is exactly what I'm here for. I'm so excited I did that, you know, it's so different than me trying to force myself into a place where I knew that I was just creating more and more strain for my very soul. So yeah. thank you for all of that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's, I, it's really important that when we look at what we want to do with our career, that we stop looking outside of ourselves for permission. We have to trust ourselves and we have to trust that – we're allowed to make mistakes and that those mistakes are actually really, really important in defining what our true knowing and calling is because if you freeze up and say i have a university degree and i must use it to get a return on investment Mm -hmm. then you're always going to lock yourself into the i must be's" of this world and therefore define and create a world that supports that i must be's." you'll create the expenses that need to fit around that particular lifestyle and if you give yourself permission to explore And to not be the person that you were trying to be when you were 20 or 25 or 30 or 35, Mm -hmm. but to be who you are today and that allows freedom for your curiosity to pop up and the curiosity is what you should be following. But we're just taught by everybody and mostly our ego likes to scream at us Mm -hmm. to be safe Don't be Mm -hmm. stupid. Imagine the consequences and what, imagine how much you could lose from the situation if it goes wrong, where you've actually just got to, you know, do what Elizabeth Gilbert says and put that fear in the car with you on the journey, but buckle it into the back seat, not let it have the, the steering wheel of your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that actually takes time. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, no way I can trust myself. What are these two crazy ladies talking about? (laughs) That is impossible. I've never been able to, or "Eh, whatever. If some, some resistance is coming up for you, allow me to say it is something that takes practice. Learning to reconnect to your inner knowing, to yourself, to your truth and knowing yourself to be safe within yourself and knowing yourself to be trustworthy of yourself. It actually takes time and it takes time in a a great part because we've been taught the opposite. We've been raised and brought up in a world in which connecting to our inner knowing mostly has been frowned upon and dismissed and labeled as insubstantial or crazy or just, you know, unreliable, etc. And so we do have a very complex relationship with the self. I mean, I've got a whole program around that just developing your inner knowing and your intuition, Mm -hmm. which on the surface level sounds so easy. But the truth of the matter is, it's very deep. I mean, you've, really got to go in there and give yourself enough availability to hold space for and with yourself and it's not as easy as it sounds and it's definitely not as easy as just proclaiming that you accept yourself because oof it lit there's so much more to that but anyway before I get on my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> no it, it is
1: it's quite it's quite deep and a lot of people would just say oh just meditate on it and you know oh, like sure. that would be really frustrating for me I'm like like do you know how much noise there is in my head? I don't like this meditation thing and uh, it wasn't until I actually accessed a long time ago and I didn't put it together. the only kind of meditation like I tried everything out there you know I have uh, spent the last ten years intensively studying and being part of the Buddhist world before I um, moved on from that but uh, yeah. it was only through um the knowing what kinds of meditation that I couldn't do, that I could access meditation that had sound attached to it and then meditation that had mantras attached to it. And what I found for my brain and the way that my brain worked is that then the sound, whether I was chanting it or listening to somebody else chanting or um, had music in the background, my ego mind could attach to itself to the sound mm-hmm. and then that would let my rest of my body and the rest of my mind relax and do the healing and the movement that it needed to do but I couldn't for the life of me I could bang my head against the wall and not meditate or I would try meditate and it would be an instantaneous go to sleep so if somebody ever said to you just meditate on it just relax into it you need to de-stress I'd be like it's not working dude until I found that for me in the way that my brain works it has to have sound and then I can do the inner work, but it needs sound for me to, to work. I need to work with the sound. So that, yeah, it's interesting that the, doing the sa- meditation with sound, sorry, was what would then unlock me and lead me to this. Because for me, I knew that's, that was the way to get me to relax.
0: No, I fully get that. And what's really crucial for me about that is also opening the door for all of us to know we are unique and individual beings right firstly and sometimes tools will be presented to us that may not necessarily fit our unique just essence you know the things that actually tap into our souls our minds our bodies there's so much true distinction for each and every one of us i've said it before for nutrition i'm saying it definitely for meditation for healing it's just so unique and so tethered to you uniquely so if you tried all the things and you're feeling frustrated because they're not working for you take a step back and get curious about what does and how does it work for you firstly secondly always be very attentive to how your body responds when people say things to you in as much as I know many of us have the best intentions at heart but we've learned how to become very adept spiritual bypassers in a way so Mm. if someone tells you oh just meditate it off And it doesn't sit well with you and it doesn't resonate. And in fact, it may create more contrast. Please give yourself permission to dismiss that. It's not for you and honor that space. So thank you for sharing that for sure. And, um, and one thing that I also want to share here is is that remembrance and the acknowledge, uh, an acknowledgement that everything in the universe is light, vibration, and energy. So when something is off kilter or unaligned, you'll feel it. You'll know it.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I mean, I have a friend and uh, he doesn't meditate the way I meditate. Um, he found that he has to move when he meditates. And so he does like mm. osho dynamic meditation mm. and he's dancing and, move, and you know, singing and moving around. That's the way his body and his soul works. He, he, has yeah. to, he has to be active. So yeah, you have to experiment and say, well, just like with your career, if there's this one therapy that people recommend and you've heard it so many times that you know there's something resonant there well there's not just the stock standard version there's a hundred different ways you can meditate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just keep trying until you find the one that works for you if it works for you Um, just the same as tapping EFT I've tapped my head off (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's a it gives me some release but it's not my primary release mechanism
0: yeah Yeah, we all have a unique relationship to those vibrations and you know what actually now that you say that it's funny because that also applies to all forms of healing and i bring this up in terms of reiki as well you know i've had reiki um done on me and then i got my own reiki certification and so i practice it but Everything is always unique, man. I am telling you that it doesn't always feel the same for everyone. Some people actually do feel a change and some people may need it to be slightly different. So yeah, yeah, always honor what works for you. And along that line, let's talk a little bit deeper about the world of vibration, which is so powerful, and why we wanted to have this conversation together today. Um, Like I said, everything in the universe is made up of light vibration and energy, right? So we perceive all of these things differently and uniquely at a time, my personal being is is similar to yours in as much as i'm super sensory you know i'm super super sensory And I have discovered over the last couple of years that my heightened and seemingly weird at the time for many years sense of smell where I would just be standing somewhere and randomly smell either uh, something that was nowhere nearby or a person that I could think of, you know, et cetera, is actually one of my clear gifts. You know, I've Mm. I've been always very clear sentient and clear, uh, cognizant, but then also there is this, this part of me um, that can perceive that and I share this because I want the listeners to know so before we got on this call, you did me the absolute honor of really asking me to join you in a session, I call it a sound bath, if that's not what you call it, please feel free to correct me on that.
1: Well, it's it's kind of like a sound bath, but it, uh, I guess what people perceive a sound bath is when it comes up in their mental mind, well, mind does anyway, is being in a room at a yoga studio where you lie down and somebody plays the singing bowls and they've got a whole range of singing mm-hmm, bowls. Mm-hmm. That's different to what I do in that I just use one singing bowl. So it, um, it's a different setting. Yeah. And I work with one instead of many. So just to get that pe- in, to get that visual with people. And the, yeah. I guess the second difference that, that we have is that you and I and all of my other clients, we do it via Zoom. So yep. it's not a face-to-face interaction. It's a healing by a distance. So that's the second part of it that makes yeah. it a tiny bit different from a normal sound bath.
0: Absolutely. And it, thank you for that. I really appreciate it because i wanted I wanted to honor the way that you approach it because it's so unique. and I loved it. I mean, firstly, what really caught my attention, right, as we were going through the process was, that we'd gone into meditation and just held sacred space for one another but when we started working with the sound you told me you were going to work with scent as well and i was super curious i was like "Ooh, i'm wondering what this is going to be like you know because we're doing this at a distance and i've experienced and done um, energetic healing at a distance but never had i thought about putting those things together and also including what is you know very much a physical sense so it just caught my soul on fire I guess I was going to say it took my breath away but I really always say if things take your breath away be careful Um, (laughs) (laughs) because it's not a good sign but uh, what really happened it really caught my soul on fire so we were starting the session and as soon as that vibration started as soon as that bowl started singing not only could I feel it energetically and the, that resonance was present, but man, like the smells, I really was like, wait, what? I It took my mind a minute or two to really process through the fact that all of that was coming through. Um, and I share it so that we can go deeper into the kind of work that you do. And because I want to open... The um, door of possibility for the listeners to once again honor the fact that healing comes in many different ways, shapes, forms, etc. And that we really sometimes, or very often actually, underestimate just how tapped in we are to the whole. You know, just the fact that we are in the field constantly. And everything in unison always affecting everything else
1: mm, mm, yep and I that's probably the most radical part of the the sound treatment that mm-hmm. makes me different from other people is the fact that I do use subtle aromatherapy or, or vibrational aromatherapy, uh, whichever word makes it clearer for you on the bowls you know that's pretty radical because yes we're used to being in a room and smelling the aroma, but to then trust that if you use the aroma on a singing bowl, that the effects of it are going to reach you in time and space where you are. Yeah, that leaves.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of people may take a while to get that one around. And basically it's the same thing. If the singing bowl sends out a vibration, because it's just sound is just energy and energy travels. Mm-hmm. Then also an essential oil has its own vibration based on the chemical constituents that make up that that essential oil. And that essential oil can, if we put it on a, now I'm not sure what the name of the machine would be, but um, there's lots of different machines that they can use. To test the purity of an essential oil and the chemical makeup. And so if you measured yeah. put the measured the components of the oil, you would get a specific vibration. The vibration doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, uh, although, you know, we can say there are different vibrations for different essential oils. But the main thing is the intention mm-hmm. of this essential oil. And the intention is what powers and magnifies the, the healing therapy via the sound waves because it's the intention of how you use the essential. Also, my intention when I place it on the singing bowl plus also Mm -hmm. the intention of the plant, the original soul essence of that plant is actually what's speaking to you. Mm. So that's why we're very selective about using a particular essential oil Uh, for the treatment, the therapy, the experience, the visualisation that's happening because um, quite a lot of the sessions that I do have a guided visualisation and I match them because the plant tells a story. And that story is what you yep. want to harness, what what the and that's why they're called essential oils. They have an essence in them that there's there's a soul journey that the plant has. It wants to communicate a certain message, and that's what you're sending via the sound waves, is that crystalline structure of the essential oil travels via the sound waves and magnifies with the singing bowl, which is made out of the quartz, and quartz is a magnifier. So when you put a magnification of energy which is the crystal quartz with sound in a singing bowl, plus the aromatherapy on top, you've got a powerful, powerful thing that's happening over the sound waves.
0: Absolutely. And ah, there's so much to sink my teeth into there, just in terms of my pure love for connection to like the essence of life right as a whole you know and if you've been listening to the show for some time now especially since season one you've heard me in the past talk about how crystals have their own energy and they can serve us as tools if we can tap into them or plants you know a conversation i had with the lovely tori rarick on season one where we discussed the essence of plants and how we call some of them she and some of them he and how we can really tap into their energy and what they have to tell us and all of that. And so, yeah, it echoes in everything that you said. And I love that. I just love that. Um, I can definitely attest to that interesting shift because I, like you said, actually, in fact, I've gone to other Yours isn't, but I've gone to actual uh, sound baths the way that we're used to, like at a local studio or a space or something. And there's all these bowls and it's always so, to me it's always so beautiful because i really relish again i'm so sensory i relish the sound so completely but this was an entirely different experience in as much as the energy was so unique the fact that we were over soon was of course unique and then the scent was so um so different i guess then from here i would like to ask what your and i i try to ask this of all of my guests so there is a bit of a pattern to my interviews um those who listen probably are starting to pick it up but there's a reason for it i do think that we collectively have certain blockages mental and maybe even emotional about how these healing practices work because they've not been a part of our purview and of our world for so, so long that when we do see them, they do come off super woo and some people actually get scared of them, et cetera. So I say all of that just to ask you, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you come across in your work and how can we bring light to them to better help people understand this work? Okay,
1: that's a really good question. Firstly, like the first misconception and uh, is that you need to be in person to receive any kind of therapy. So I don't care what kind of therapy you want to talk about it, uh, benefits from meditation, benefit, benefits from Reiki, benefits from aromatherapy, benefits from yeah. any kind of modality that you can think of, what um, COVID has taught us. And we have practitioners in every healing art around the world testing it Mm -hmm. and we've all proven that the power of intention with healing can be delivered via zoom or via distance you know we've always known that there was distance healing um, and we've always had you know various practitioners say a distance reiki practitioner would have um, a doll or an image a photograph and they would uh, use their Mm -hmm. healing energies on that for the distance healing but the beauty of zoom is that you can be live with a person face to face. And so it's very, very powerful. So that's the first thing to debunk is that uh, you can't receive benefits A distance, yes, you can, and it's just as powerful. And uh, anybody in the sound healing world has been practicing this intensively and sharing knowledge about it for the last 12 months. And uh, so, that's the first thing that we've been blowing the lid off is that uh, you have to be stuck at home without access to. some kind of a a healer Uh, and this is important because during the times that we live in a lot of people are isolated and they have mental health issues as a result of this isolation Yeah, and also the financial stress. So if you are feeling that you are under pressure and under stress know that you do not have to wait until you return to out of lockdown conditions to receive assistance and help relieve that stress or pressure. You can access your normal therapist if they're open to it or your normal counselor or your normal teacher via um, distance modalities and trust that we are all proving this works effectively. So don't feel alone. You can pick up Mm -hmm. a phone or pick up an internet connection of some description and receive help. So ask for help and it will appear because uh, it is available and accessible. The second thing is I think that I I guess it it really depends upon your current life experiences and then also I really think it depends upon your, and this might be a bit out there for some of your listeners, but not others, also your past life experiences Mm -hmm. as to what you will fundamentally have no problems uh, accepting as truth in the fields of healing and therapy and those things that are gonna take you longer to adjust to. So uh, if you have, if you are able to use past life regression and you're open to it, you can access very clearly and easily um, previous lives where you may have been able to receive a certain kind of treatment that today would seem weird or is only just coming out now or yeah. just resurgence. Uh, but we have access to all of the knowledge that's coming out uh through the healing modalities that are coming along that have been hidden for so long and there are just different practitioners that have had past lives doing that treatment but also people who have received those treatments in past lives and so that then comes through and it's it's like a sudden click and it's like once you've accessed that it's like boom okay now that's why i understand that uh that it's so impactful or it just makes sense to me but um it's yeah. uh, it's all about the the allowing process and just working with mm. why might I feel that that's a load of rubbish or why do I feel that's so amazingly powerful? But it's all coming on the tail end of the the divine feminine movement, and mm-hmm. with the divine mm-hmm. feminine energies, what's happening is that everything that has been repressed for sanctuaries is coming to the surface now. And that's why you're getting this explosion of healing services available because Mm -hmm. uh, women and men are embracing their inner divine feminine energies because we all have feminine Mm -hmm. and masculine. And what's happening is that we're all starting to allow the feminine, irrespective of our gender or gender of identification, allow those energies to come up. And so that's why we're getting such a resurgence of the feminine healing energies because firstly, Mm -hmm. we're accessing it it from our past. And secondly, it's part of the global movement that is um, seeing. And I I like to think of it, this is, I explained this to somebody else the other day and they they could actually visualize it. Don't know if you're a Michael Jackson fan, but a massive Michael Jackson fan. My favorite film clip of all time is Thriller. So if you Mm -hmm. could imagine the zombies coming out of the grave in that in that video clip it's like mm-hmm. imagine that scene except for replace the zombies with the most ethereal beautiful feminine flowing women and men coming out of the ground and that's what's happening global globally you are getting the underground movement that has been repressed that has been that which has been buried, literally, that is, that which has been um, terminated through hangings, burnings, yes. everything. Yes. That spirit is coming up again and being manifested in those that are here today. So it's through the epigenetic li- lineage, and it's through the accessing mm-hmm. of the past life knowledge, and it's through the spiritual whirling, the, the spiritual learning that everybody is accessing and tapping into because of the work they've been doing on themselves that there is this explosion of the healing and uh, it's a beautiful beautiful thing to watch
0: yeah oh god i've got goose flesh all over yes one thousand percent that divine feminine is awake she's calling us all She is just so beautiful and she's my jam. So, I mean, you know, I can riff on that all day, (laughs) every day, forever. Um, And sometimes I do. But yes, so that is so, so incredibly powerful. But also, you know what? One of the things that was coming through as you were speaking, and I hadn't really pieced that bit of it together in regards to your work, right, until right this moment, but it applies to all of our works, is that really in allowing ourselves to go deep into soul base and heal we are not just healing in this present moment because time is not linear we are healing everything so when we speak of healing generationally that is why we speak about it because the healing that you are really opening up and allowing in this moment is touching everything. It's crossing timelines. It's crossing generations. It's crossing so many things. And it just can be so incredibly, oh, I don't even know that there's um, there's not a proper word for me to describe this yet, but it just changes everything. You know what? It's the act of st- transmutation <laughs> just like we it were talking about yes that's yeah, what we were yeah, talking, talking about talking,
1: earlier mm-hmm. yeah a good label would be epigenetic transmutation love yeah, that's love. that's precisely what it is when you heal yourself you're not only healing yourself in this life no you heal all of your previous incarnations and all of your future incarnations and not only that but you heal backwards in your physical family genetic line as well so um, and you might say to me, well, Katish, what the heck does it matter if I'm healing my grandmother? She's dead. Well, right. yes, but she's incarnated again. And uh-huh. um, you are then healing her in the future, as well as healing aspects in the past, which then actually epigenetically shift how you behave now.
0: Yes, 1000%. Yes, Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to get to that because that's another one of my, I just, I, I saw it, like I visually could see it. It was so beautiful. So yes. And then let's go deeper into the work that you do. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the flow or the space that you hold and how, just the how of things, just to give the listeners a clearer picture of what we're describing. Sure.
1: Mm -hmm. So I do a couple of different types of sessions and what I generally do is I tell people to go and have a look. I call it my crystalline sound spa because I probably will change that eventually, but at the moment, that's the kind of concept that I want people to get their head around. It's like going into a day spa and getting a menu. So you get a menu on my website and you read the descriptions and you see which one speaks to you. And so at the moment, I I offer three kinds of sessions and that dictates the kind of sound that I use and the journey that I take you on. Mm -hmm. So um, my most popular session is called the Goddess Hour. And what that is, is where you get a... um, We come in and we connect and I take you in on a meditation to relax you. The point of the meditation is to get you to such a state that you are then ready to speak to your higher self through the oracle cards. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm pretty unique in this. Um, A lot of people go to an oracle card reader and they expect the magic to come out of the physical human being yeah. that is doing the magic with the cards whereas i say up front this has got nothing to do with me mm-hmm. i have um, the ability to help you find and connect with your higher self and i am using you and the deck as a connection facility and i am the person who's just connecting you so i have the talent in Getting you to a state where you can then access what your higher self wants you to hear. And I, I'm a facilitator, mm-hmm. and so when I do the the card readings, it is so profound because people get such a good and clear connection, and so they can be really quite startled by what the cards present them, and it's dead on accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's because you get into that meditative state first, so you're you've um, allowed a, the receiving so once if you're doing a goddess hour then once you've had that card reading that then really dictates what happens next so um with you for example without going to the specifics of it uh to keep that private what came up in your reading was then there very clear for me as to the next step I may have already had a particular way that the session that you chose was meant to go that I have you know my like an a run sheet of what I want to do, but once I got that card reading, I was then able to go pivot. Okay, yes, we're going into the <laughs> yeah. sound healing part, but now I'm going to do, and as I chose to do with you, a guided visualization to deal specifically with the issues that came up in your card. Mm-hmm. And that's the double layer of the power of it is that I can then go. Okay, these. This is this is now now even more specific, we know exactly what we want to work on. And then I um, do this sound healing component with the crystal singing bowls. And I choose the essential oil that matches what your higher self has told us via the cards that you need to work on. And that's when we then go into the sound journey and I play the crystal singing bowls. And so for some people, they just need the energy of the bowl and I will um, just play the bowls intensively uh, for for the rest of the session. Other people need a very deep um, guided visualisation journey and then I pick the, the journey according to what the cards say. Um, other people require a little bit of me chanting for them. So uh, and then other people I have like um, some people need real intensive heart work and I, you know, whisper them poetry from Rumi and things like that. So it's it's really bespoke. There's no two sessions that are ever the same. And uh, the fun part about the one that includes the Oracle cards, so there's only one session that does the Oracle cards, mm-hmm. is that um, the Oracle cards then give me such that insight into the specifics of how I can be of assistance in that session.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, really, it is, always as to me with all things spirit right it is always such a delight to tap into that space where you know this whole thing is about you how is it going to be of service to your highest self and how is it going to allow you to delve deeper into your own knowing so that you can then further heal yourself it's just beautiful um and Truly, I will say this for the listeners to entice them, because I would love for them to reach out to you and work with you, right, is Mm -hmm. it's really such a unique experience. I've just was delighted. I mean, yes, I slept like a baby, uh, so that's always a plus, right? But just the complete energetic shift alone. So beautiful and such a big breath of fresh air. So definitely something I encourage everyone to try out. And it, sadly, we're running out of time. So what I'm going to do now is um, give you the space to share final closing thoughts with us.
1: Your journey in life is meant to be changing. We are humans. We are meant to evolve. We, you're not meant to design yourself at age 17 and arrive at age 75 saying, I did it, <laughs> yeah. um, you're meant to be a multifacetory, creative, um, curious being. And the one thing that I say to my children, I have two teenage boys is, I don't care what you do in life, as long as you follow your curiosity. So follow your curiosity because your curiosity allows you to see the world in new ways. It allows you to smell the world in new ways, hear the world in new ways, um, be in the world in new ways. And remember that every day that you wake up, you are a different being. The world sees you at the same, but you have fundamentally changed, evolved and grown in your sleep. Um, every seven years, there's not even a single part of you physically that is the same. You have changed yeah. it. So don't expect yourself to be the same. You are complex. you are uh, give yourself the uh, blessing of knowing that your complexity makes you so wonderful, and to follow that complexity, trust yourself, you know. Um, and only ever look at yourself for permission love yourself enough to give yourself permission first
0: I love that yep beautiful 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 and then uh your take on how the listeners which I think this actually ties to what you just said so but if in case there's something extra that you want to throw in there how Mm. the listeners can become empowered and uplifted
1: it's in the everyday choices that we make. So stop making choices on autopilot right down to the cup of tea that you have mm-hmm. and take a breath and say, am I doing this routinely or do I really want this? And then listen. For me, I'm clear audience, so I listen. Mm. And then if there's a small voice that says no, I want to try something different today. Follow the little voice and then see where it leads.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that so so much. Ah, beautiful. And finally, where can everyone find you and connect with you and hopefully really work with you?
1: Sure, the best place to find me is on my website. It is katish, K A T isch That will show you my socials. I'm only on um, Facebook and um, Clubhouse and Pinterest. I'm not on the rest. I'm hopefully going to have some meditations on Insight Timer soon, but mm-hmm. go to katish.com. And at the if you go and have a look at the um, various offerings that I have and at the checkout you put Your Soulful Goddess as the coupon, you'll have a 25% discount for the service of your choice.
0: You gotta love that. I mean, go and take advantage of that quick, quick, quick. It's going to be so good. And Katish, thank you so much. This was a beautiful, beautiful treat for me this morning. Thank you
1: for having me. I've really loved every moment.
0: Alright, welcome back beautiful listeners. Like I said, that was just such a lovely exchange of energies and Katish is such a beautiful soul. I really do hope that you can work with her and experience her sound bath techniques. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, I really hope that you will be joining me this week, May 7th, for Intuitive Awakening. It's going to be so powerful. Now, because I will be in session with these beautiful women this week, I am not going to bring an episode this coming Monday, but look for an extra episode the week after with a lovely, lovely guest. And as always, you can stay in touch with me via Instagram at your Soulful goddess or email me info at YourSoulfulGoddess.com. You can also visit my website, YourSoulfulGoddess.com. That is all for today. If you want extra good episodes, mini episodes and behind the scenes, don't forget to become a Patreon supporter and that is also going to help me bring the show for a third season. Also, all of your reviews and comments definitely help other people to find the show. So keep those coming and I will talk to you week after next. Have a beautiful rest of your day.